We spoke to Ian Tostenson from the BC Restaurant and Food Services Association. We were talking about uh, patios and how successful they've been. Well, the City of Vancouver is going to look at their patio policy um, as it will end. Uh, the The amendments will end, and end uh, on March 31st. So they just basically want to take in and look at what they've been able to do since 2020, of course, uh, when we were told we can't sit inside and eat. Hence, uh, it led to, well, patios uh, being open. And we've been fighting for them over the over many, many years, and it took a global pandemic to get us out and about, and they're very popular. So they're going to look at their patio policy and whether or not to move forward and make it permanent. Well, joining us now to talk about uh, the benefits of expanded patios uh, is Kelly Gordon. He's part owner of Romer's Burger Bar. Kelly, thank you for joining us today. Yes, thanks for the invite. So first of all, just ex- for our audience, give us a sense of what the expansion of the patio program in Vancouver has meant, m- meant uh, for your uh, burger bar. Well, I think for ourselves and, and a lot of, uh, especially the smaller operators, the ability to add uh, additional patio space is a reason uh, a lot of us are open today. Uh, in some cases, it was the difference between being open and being closed. So Ian was saying, and I did ask him that question, like I've had a restaurant of 50, 50 people, uh, 50 seats indoors. He said you could put a patio outside that would be half the size of that restaurant, so another 25 seats. Uh, so you had a significant um, a significant uh, impact on your business based on that. How much, how much space were you given? Uh, we were lucky. We have uh, three properties, and we're essentially able to take uh, one property that had zero spaces and, and, and add 30 to 40, Another had 40, make it 80. Another had 60 and make it about uh, 85 or 90. So those seats were a significant value to us during the COVID period. Wow. Uh, I'm curious, did you ask for a patio prior to COVID at all uh, with your business? Uh, Well, two of them had patios. Uh, We actually have another property in Victoria that has a patio. And in this other case, we had plans. But let me tell you, when... When COVID came, it, it certainly stepped up our, uh, our urgency on that. Um, what do we need to do moving forward? I think generally speaking, pe- people are supportive of patios, like the idea of patios. But are, how would you want to improve the patio experience in Vancouver and the Lower Mainland moving forward? Well, I think, uh, number one, this is the first summer in a very, very long time where Vancouver's open to business for international and even Canadian traffic. So the ability to have these patios out there basically says Vancouver's open and, and Fun City can come back. So we're absolutely looking forward to that with a minimum of red tape. Uh, speaking of red tape, uh, there was a bit of a kerfuffle uh, in the midst of all of COVID that some businesses were given, um, you know, uh, basically requirements in regards to what a patio should look like. People felt it was just too much red tape. It was onerous in regards to telling you what kind of patio you could build. I mean, you need some regulations. I I understand that. Uh, Do you worry that it it may get onerous again? Because we have a a tendency as Canadians, certainly Canadian government, I don't care if it's municipal, provincial or federal, to layer on regulations, uh, which in many cases can be a headache uh, for businesses as well. Do you worry about just... You know, a patio program that was inflicted on us in a good way because we needed something. Uh, but as the months and years progress, there's a tendency in Canada to, to add greater regulation. Uh, Jess, that, that is so true. I mean, the, the greatest thing that we experienced during the, uh, the patio expansion in COVID was how everybody pulled together and made it happen so fast. 
uh, with the minimum of issues and uh, I think from most people's perspective went very well. I think now we're looking at getting uh, consultants involved and that means building code and that means time and means energy. Everybody's got to be trained at the city. What that means, my fear is uh, we're at February 1st right now and that first uh, sunny day could come in uh, early March. And even this weekend, our, our patios were pretty darn full, huh. even though it was minus two outside. Uh, people still want to be outside. It's Vancouver. You know you know us. We like to be outside. Well, you know what? It may have been cold, but uh, it's the rarest of things in, in, in January, which is a, a clear blue sky. So we'll take it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. We, uh, we really did. It was, it was a great weekend. Um, I'm, I'm curious, are there cities around North America, around Canada, that you think do the patio thing really well? I uh, I really like San Diego. Uh, it's one of my favorite cities to visit, and their their gaslight district that you just sort of walk uh, between all these different restaurants and entertainment facilities with a minimum of rules. It just seems to work incredibly well. Hmm. Uh, in regards to parking, and we've had a couple of calls on today's show. Most people calling in have been very supportive, love the idea of patios. They want to see it continue, in fact, expand. Uh, but people, some small business owners have also called to look, I don't want a restaurant, but I have a clothing store. And I worry about valuable parking being taken off the street for my customers because I have a restaurant two doors down. Um, what do you say to that argument that we, we will be losing uh, some parking spaces along the way? That is a legitimate concern, and we do have care for our neighbors um, along the way. Don't have a great solution for that other than uh, the fact that those parking spaces are, are for the greater good of the community, hopefully. And uh, they're viewed as such. Do you think, um, and I don't know how you do this, and I'm, you look at European cities and they, they were obviously constructed and conceived decades ago or centuries ago in many cases. We're a young city in the grand scheme of things. But I always feel you lose something on the patio experience when you have a patio and a busy thoroughfare. Think Kingsway, think even some downtown streets as well. Um, is there any way you think we can sort of cut back on the car in regards to the patio experience, and I and I'm I'm a commuter. I don't have a vehicle, so it's not a case of war against the vehicle for me. But you lose something along the way, don't you? When you have a decent patio, but you got a four lane uh, road going through, and, and it it's, it loses something so, somewhere along the way. Well, you, you are right. It, it it's never as good as looking out the beautiful Fraser River or looking out at English Bay, but. Uh, it's better than being stuck inside on a uh, on a 30 plus degree uh, Celsius day. So it, it's not a perfect thing. But if you've ever been to Italy, everybody sort of sits with their their back against the uh, uh, the wall of the restaurant and watches everything go by beautifully. And maybe that's something we can learn from our European friends. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's, uh, I'm glad we're having this conversation, and I hope moving forward, the city of Vancouver, and I think it will uh, do the right thing, move forward and. Uh, permanent, uh, the uh, patio culture will be permanent. Uh, there may be a few changes here and there, but we hope we don't layer on too much red tape. Kelly, thank you so much for your time, my friend. Thank you, Jazz. Uh, always a pleasure to talk to you.